Well, hello there. First of all, thank you for connecting back with the podcast. This is the second episode of Sounds of a Frenchman. I'm very proud of that. Uh, that's pretty cool. Even though in the future I want the podcast to take a different direction, I want to get some interviews going on. I think uh, it'd be more truthful to my personality. It's pretty hard when you're talking to a microphone and nobody's in front of you. I'm a talkative person. Yes, that's for sure. But I'm a talkative when I can look at somebody in the eye. You know, that human connection? Well, now with the mask and all that, hard to see emotion on people's faces. But, you know, we're trying. So, for now, I'm still going on a rant. Right? I rant about who is i think in power of our financial institutions and uh but uh, i try to give it an educational tone to it uh so it might sound a little monotone at time it might, uh, might sound a little uh, a little slow but uh bear with me and uh we're gonna learn uh, great things together so this is sounds of a frenchman it's Caesar young myself just enjoy guys Hi guys, welcome back. Very excited to be back for that second episode of the podcast. Thank you very much uh, for tuning in. The The response on the first episode was awesome. I really loved it. I really love you guys. So uh, today is a, a, a little bit of a different subject than last time, but, but on the same line. Last time we established who controlled history. Uh, who controls the narrative and how the books are being written. Uh, and today, we're going to talk about a little bit of a different subject. But for that, I want to start with a couple of quotes. All right. Uh, first quote I want to I bring up is uh, from uh, Supreme Court Justice Frankfurter, who was a Supreme Court Justice between 1939 and 1962, and he says, the real rulers in D.C. are invisible and exercise power from behind the scene. Then you got Franklin Roosevelt in 1933. The financial element in the large centers has owned the government since Andrew Jackson. Then we got another one right here. Senator William Jenner in 1954. We have within our government another form of government, a bureaucratic elite which believes our constitution is outmoded. Scary. And then we have this guy. This guy is the the, the the king of quotes in the in the new world order environment. So it's the Baron Rothschild. I'm gonna talk about him a little later, but for now, listen to what he says. Give me control of a nation currency and I care not who makes the law. Right? Scary stuff. And Thomas Jefferson. He was president of the United States between 1801 and 1809. And he writes, If the American people allow private banks to control the insurance of their currency, the corporations that will grow around them will deprive the people of all their property. Oh, hold on one second. 
gotta say that a little slower, right? So it's early 1800s. We're talking about like 200 years ago. If the American people allow private banks to control the insurance of their currency, then the corporation that will grow around those private banks will deprive the people of all their property. Damn, it sounds like the 2009 crisis right there, right? Banks go bankrupt, they take the money wherever it is. What they do? They seize. They seize. Seize everything. Foreclosures and all that. Everybody lost their house. But guess what? The banks got bailed out. But, you know, that's, that's a little weird to me that things like the 2009 crisis happened because we have the Federal Reserve founded in 1913. The Federal Reserve was created to alleviate financial crisis. So not only they did not help to alleviate those crises, but they used them to grow its roles and responsibility. But remember one thing, we're going to see that. The Federal Reserve is not federal. It's a private bank. And its monetary policy decisions do not have to be approved by the president or the executive or legislative, legislative branches of government. And they do not receive funding from Congress. Thus, they can do whatever they want. So when was the, 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 the Fed, the Federal Reserve, created? So after the 1907 panic. What happened in 1907 is the, the banks, the trusts, they were running toward their bankruptcy, too greedy. Loans were going out of hands and all that. And uh, then Senator Nelson Aldrich, you don't know his name, but guess what? He was the father-in-law of Nelson, uh, who's that? J.D. Rockefeller. So this guy, Senator Aldrich, was appointed by the Senate to lead the National Monetary Commission. And this is the guy that recommends the creation of the Federal Reserve, as we know it today, as a private bank. The thing is this, in that 1907 panic, Rockefeller, JP Morgan and all their friends, they used that panic to bail out everybody and uh, then ended up owning everybody. So to recapitulate a little bit, at the start of the 20th century, we have a handful that controls the economy. So Rockefeller, J.P. Morgan, Rothschild, and all those guys, they control the economy. They're the ones that loan the money to get out of the crisis. We have a central bank that is not central. Okay, a Federal Reserve that is not federal. Are you following me? It's tough to get. And that central bank owes everything. They owe everything. To that handful. Well, they wouldn't have been created if there wasn't that 1907 panic. And we have a House of Representatives, Senate, Congress, that is completely staffed with relatives and acquaintance of that handful. So just uh, to resume that a little bit, we got a super state. So a super state. Super from the Latin super. That means above, over, or beyond. So, a super state above the state 
controlled by bankers and industrialists, acting together to enslave the world through currency manipulation. That started in 1913. So on one side, on paper, you have the United States, its con constitution, everything that you see that is pretty on TV, that we think we live in, that we, sh we hope we live in. I mean, sure, that's why I came in this country, for the United States and what it represents. So that's the, the, the one side of the matrix. And on the other side, you got a rogue group infiltrating true finances like a cancer that eats every cell to stay alive, to feed itself. A sickness, all right? We're talking about a sickness right here. Using the good American people and their land to control the whole humanity. Scary. I mean, we're talking about James Bond stuff. Those are super villains, guys. So, now we can wonder. So they created crises in order to resolve them and all that. But maybe not all crises. Maybe the next crisis is the last one. You know, you know the one that leaves the land dry because they milk the cow till the last drop and move on to another country. Just kind of like what they did in Europe. Right? They were the dominant uh, uh, banking power in Europe. 1913, they come here, set their, their, their ba Babylon Tower <laughs> on Wall Street. Their ivory tower on Wall Street, 1913. And then what happened? She did the fan in Europe in 1914. World War I. Chaos erupt in Europe. So you can almost wonder like, oh man, that was the plan. They knew it was coming. They had to get away. You know, they, they kept doing that. I mean, uh, the, since the 1600s upon, they, uh, every time there was a conflict, they... they they were so, so they were successful because they were able to move. You know, there's a conflict in Prussia, then no problem. They're in Paris. There's a conflict in Paris, no problem. They 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 in London now. I personally think that the the next on their target is China, but that we know it if they go through a, a quote revolution. Right? They 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 love that revolution. You remember when they pull out that that colored revolution from northern Africa a couple of years back and all that. Or, again, that's the crazy talk. I think I talked about it in my last episode. Maybe the, maybe the, the, the next is space, the getaway civilization. Once they milk the cow here, they're going to go in space and maybe harvest whatever they can find on asteroids or whatever. But, uh, I mean, they're not going to move until they find another middle class to pump. You know, <coughs> Poor people, they're out of the equation. If you consider yourself poor, then uh, you're not even in the discussion. They don't even want you to be there. That's the old population control, Georgia Guidestone type stuff, keeping the population under 500 million. But guys, that's, that's a subject for another day. I can talk all night about it. So now I see the ones attacking me on the fact that here I am, a French guy, criticizing the financial basis of modern America. But what about the rest of the world? Well, what about it? About it? The, the news is this. This cancer that I was talking about earlier is generalized to the whole Western world, the whole Western empire. Right? That's one empire. From all the way there, from Russia to all the way to, to, to Seattle, 
well, Anchorage. Right, so that whole Western world is all under the influence of that cancer. It's all kind of dying from that sickness. That's that's my take on it. Like the fall of the the empire is coming from its monetary policies, <laughs> and it only falls when they move on to something else. So, like I say, here you go. I hear people attacking me like, oh, yeah, it's USA. No, but you know what? I'm gonna take a very good example. Take France, for example. So in 2017, everybody here in USA was asking me, hey, you know, as a Frenchman, you know, uh, what do you think about the, the Emmanuel Macron? Uh, he, you know, he was a freshly elected president at the time. You know, he, he's young, he's dynamic, he, he wants to do good with the environment. The, 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 yeah, the reference, you know, Paris Climate Accord. But again, guys, this is a discussion for another day. We can go env environment-friendly or, or not in a full episode. All right, We can do 10 episodes about it. Well, officially, that young president, you see, that's 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 my thing. When I see this guy, I just don't take the, the, the poster boy that they show you on, uh, on CNN. You got to look it up a little bit. Not complicated to look it up. Just Google him. Google his name. And read his bio. It's going to take you two minutes and you're going to see real quick that officially that young president was introduced to the elite when he joined drums rolling, the Rothschild and Co. Invest, investment Bank. All right, Rothschild. Here we go again. In 2008, he joined them. You know, there's a little backstory about the Rothschild Bank. First, in 1977, they saw the, that bank saw their profit diving to a historical minimum. I think it was like half of the profit of the year before. So then they get nationalized in 1981 with the newly elected socialist French socialist government under François Mitterrand. Oh my God, François Mitterrand. Just talking about him, I got the image of the Louvre pyramid, you know. All seeing eye Louvre pyramid. But again, guys, it's a subject for another day. I mean, Mitterrand, I can talk about him all night long. What a crazy son of a gun. So in, uh, in 1982, the, the, the Rothschild Bank get nationalized. And, uh, and now you can find countless articles about the, the, the Baron, the Baron, Guido Rothschild. You can find articles all over the place about this baby being seized for the second time because, you know, they got seized first time by the Nazi when they invaded France. So now he's all over the place talking about um, how we gave the guns to the wrong people and they took his, they took his bank and how can they do that and blah, 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 all that is cinema, man. If you see it in the press, don't believe it. Just read between the lines. And that's the third point. In 1986, the sons and cousins, and I mean, they're all inbreed anyway in those families. They reclaimed the bank to their name because of the newly appointed uh, prime, prime minister, Jack Chirac, that is going to become president. You know how things are... You see how the dots are connected? So in 1986, 
the sons of the baron, reclaimed the bank. And now it becomes a flourishing business doing numbers never seen before. So what happened during those four years? I'm telling you what happened. They used it that time to infiltrate the highest sphere of the French state, particularly the financial arm of it. I mean, shoo, Macron is just the proof of that. You know, Macron, he was minister of finance right before he was elected as a president. So this is not a matter of the past or something that back in the 80s. No, no, that's very real now. Right? It takes maybe 20, 30 years to trickle down, but eventually it trickles down. So you think you understand the financial realms around you, right? Oh, no, no, you don't understand it. But I'm going to give you a good example. Now if I start talking to you about Bitcoin, and, and and bear in mind, in mind, I'm not a financial analyst. I'm not telling you to invest in this and or that. I'm I'm terrible with investment. I don't have no money, and the reason is because I'm terrible at investing. Terrible at putting my money in the right place, because I don't understand it. I was terrible in math when I was a kid. Still terrible in math. I gotta recount everything twenty times. But the 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 matter is this. I do not understand it, but if I talk to you about Bitcoin now, the first reaction of most people is going to be, I do not understand it. That's scaring me because I do not understand what Bitcoin is. Well, let me ask you a question. Do you understand what the dollar is? Oh yeah, I can understand it because, because I got a bill in my hand. Yeah, but what if I told you that you had a toilet paper in your hand will be the same value? Oh my God, you cannot understand that. So. We cannot grasp that. We think we can. You know, they give us tools like the, the like the bill, like uh, like coins. They give us tools like that to to make us believe we do understand it. And then the rest is all subject to to media propaganda. So next time somebody presents you with something new and you say you don't understand it, try to understand what's the old concept. And if you don't understand it, then get interested in the future. That's all I gotta say. I don't know. I'm not telling you invest in Bitcoin or, or Ethereum or whatever or cryptocurrencies in general or, or even real estate. I, I, I do not understand, comprehend all the realm of those financial uh, endeavors. But what I understand is that the basis, what we think is the basis of our financial society is completely out of our hands. We do not have any type of control on it. Think about it now. Think about it greatly. And you're going to see that now when you're going to see something about finance, about the news, think about that. Think about that. All this is manipulated by a few, for a few, for at least a hundred years. Because we passed 2013 now. So the Fed has been created for more than a hundred years. And now uh, uh, let me ask you another question. So we went through roughly 200 years, 300 years, maybe four, 500 years of history where we can say we had a financial system that was one way. And then suddenly out of nowhere, we changes everything. And what happened? World War One, World War Two. Billionaires are getting more, are, are becoming trillionaires. Poor people are getting poor. We got more poor in the world than middle class. I mean, think about it, guys. Now I got a suggestion. If you think you're poor, try to get in the middle class. 
because poor people don't count. And that's the horrible and sad thing to say, that we got to get people out of poverty. They are in danger. Poor people are in danger. Those people want to harm them. They want to harm them purposely to lower the population. But again, it's a matter for another day. Well, listen, guys, this was a short episode. I had a lot of fun doing it. I think it can be a, a little bit of a, a education. I will try in the future to have people that can talk about, talk more about those things that are more qualified to talk about it. This is only based on very, very short research that I do on the internet. I'm not a specialist. I'm not, I'm definitely not a financial advisor. I'm telling you that I need one. If you know a good financial advisor, send him, sending him my way. Pro bono though. <laughs> no money to pay for it <laughs> well it was fun guys I hope you had fun with me and uh, I see you next time this is Young and I'm out